Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Sick Podcast, Talking Titans, our first matchup of the year with those Jacksonville Jaguars. It'll be the first matchup between Will Levis and Trevor Lawrence, so that's going to be fun to watch if Will Levis can stand for 0.3 seconds. But we're going to get into it and everything else Titans-related this week on the show, so don't go anywhere. Sammy, start me up. Turn up your volume. Your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Talking Titans. Ladies and gentlemen, 94 yards. Touchdown, Titans! He is the baddest man in the NFL! And he just took her to the house! The Sickest Tennessee Titans Podcast. Sick! It's gonna be sick. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Sick Podcast. So, Titans, I'm joined, as always, by my two counterparts, Jarrett and Vin. Uh, guys, we got a, a matchup, which I was hoping would be a little bit more exciting than uh, it's going to be because of our situation record-wise. But nevertheless, hopefully, um, this is going to be the first of many, many, many uh, battles, epic battles between Will Levis and Trevor Lawrence. Um, and obviously that'd be great for football, great for the vision and everything. So let's get right into it. Why don't you start us off, Jared? What are you thinking about for this game as far as who's going to have the advantage? I think that's an easy answer. But, um, yeah, just give us your, your, your best analysis of what you think you're going to see this week. I mean, the advantage is kind of like a stupid question, not to call you out on that. But, I mean, it's Jacksonville, obviously. We're in in Jacksonville this weekend. Um, They're coming off of a loss, right, I believe? Yeah, they got smacked on the night. Yeah, yeah, they're coming off a loss. They actually won two games in a row against us, so they have that positive against us, another negative towards us. Um, We have a terrible offensive line, like we were talking about last last podcast too as well. But their defense, if we're going to attack anybody, again, their defense in the back end on their secondary has been really not that great. I think they're averaging, um, what was it? Uh, almost 270 yards per game. So if Will Levis can sit in the pocket comfortably, nice quick passes like we've been saying over and over and over on this podcast, sits back comfortably, nice, you know, dinks and dunks. The dinks and dunks shirt needs to come, needs to yeah, come about. Really if, does. Um, if uh, we, he dinks and dunks his way down to the field, uh, you know, and we do, uh, uh, you know, ball control with Derrick Henry and Tajay Spears, I, I don't see it. That's too much of a problem. Like Vin always says, we can go down to Duval and uh, do some damage against the Jaguars. I know. Most of us don't want to do that anymore because we're on the tank. But um, 
<clears throat> Trevor Lawrence is not doing that great either right now. Nine, nine touchdowns, six interceptions. So they're kind of struggling a bit on offense, but they still have that firepower with Calvin Ridley. They have uh, Christian Kirk. They got um, Tank Bib, uh, Bigsley and then um, ETN too. So, I mean, they can score at will, especially in our defense, our shaky defense. But obviously pressuring Trevor Lawrence is a huge key in this game too as well. So. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be all that surprised if we went down there and won, although I don't see it. Um, they came off an ass-beating at home. I have to think that Doug Peterson's going to have them motivated and ready to go for the first divisional game against us. It seems like we're lacking motivation at the moment, and until I see otherwise from this head coach, from this team, kind of like what we saw in the Atlanta game, until I see something like that again, I have no reason to believe that we're going to turn it around and beat, you know, the division leaders right now. Um, they are struggling. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I believe Jared said nine touchdowns, six interceptions, seven interceptions, something like that. But he's still immensely talented. They have Calvin Ridley. They have ETN. They have Ingram. Um, they have Christian Kirk, although he got into some trouble. I don't know if he's playing this week. Um, but And they also have Doug Peterson. I know all about him. I live in the Philly area. Um, you could tell, you know, he is a perennial head coach in this league. The only Super Bowl championship with the Eagles. He was a big reason. Part of that turned down, turned around this Jacksonville team in um, one year. So I think it's going to be a uphill battle. That being said, this Titans team, man, the only thing that we're consistent at is being inconsistent. So it wouldn't be surprised me at all if they got our best shot um, in this game. Although part of me, not to sound pessimistic, because I know we've been getting dragged through the mud on these comments and whatnot, although I love it, especially on Twitter, too. How could you be real fans if you're rooting against your team? Well, it's not that I'm rooting against the team. It's that I don't see the point in, you know, winning six or seven games and missing the playoffs and picking, you know, 10th or 12th or 13th when we could have four wins or three wins and pick top five and get a player who's going to come in day one, uh, maybe Marvin Harrison Jr., I don't know, um, and make an instant impact. Uh, we're not going to do that by winning six or seven games. I want us – listen, I don't want to sound like I want us to lose, but any Titans fan who's a forward thinker, you know, realize that this year's, you know, it's over basically unless we went on some crazy – you know, win streak, which I don't see, not with this offensive line and this, you know, these these skill position players that we have. I think we want Will Levis to look competent. We want him to take strides, um, but we also don't want to win too many games because we're going to need either a top offensive lineman or Marvin Harrison Jr. to pair with our young um, potential franchise quarterback. So nothing would surprise me if we win this game, although I don't see it. And not to say I don't want them to win, but there's more to gain um, in my opinion, by losing a lot more of these games than there are winning them, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, listen, here's the deal. It, it, the good news is, is that it's pretty much a win-win here. What happens, God forbid, unless a certain player got hurt that we do not ever, ever, ever want to see get hurt, ever, but especially now. Outside of that happening, it's a win-win, because here's why. First, obviously, if we lose – the playoffs are officially, officially done, and we can fully commit to the tank. Good news is, if they somehow do win, considering it will only be their second division game of the year, if they can win this game, it gives them 
not even a pulse, but they're they're not they're they're not dead, completely dead. So it's a win-win. With that being said, I mean. I can't believe I'm being even remotely optimistic about. Anything, I can't. I can't. Honestly, I'm in my head thinking like, how the hell are you even saying this? But I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I Coming don't know. out of your mouth. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, one other thing I'll <laughs> His say. His new job's got them all giddy and shit. No, no, no. That's not it. Trust me, that's not. I took a beating last night. Um, you know, if if the offensive line could somehow be below average instead of historically awful, we could see them potentially have a tight game like the Falcons game. That is the, I mean, there are obviously other avenues of this team that combined is what's making them so terrible right now. But if they could ever just get their offensive line to play with a little bit more balls, just give a little bit more of a fuck. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Then... They could maybe start stringing some games together. We know this team's been feeding off of um, what's the word momentum forever. Like they they always win in bunches and they lose in bunches, right? It's never like a win loss, win win loss. It's always one or the other. So if we can get a little bit of steam behind us, then who knows? We have who the Carolina after this. Yeah, Carolina after this. So I mean. That's the only good thing. If we lose, which I think we will, um, then we're in full tank mode. And uh, it'll pain me, obviously. It'll pain me. But I'll genuinely not want them to win if they if they lose this game in Jacksonville. Um, because, again, we talked about Marvin Harrison Jr. already. It's all over Twitter now, considering the amount of losses we have. Another loss here against Jacksonville. We're 3-7 and seven at that point, right? Yeah. Then it's all hands on deck. I mean, we haven't experienced a three and seven years since pre Marcus Mariota. So, well, no, his first year, I think we were worse than three and seven, but still, you know, we knew we had our guy at the time. So, this is it. I mean, that's the good news. Be excited about this game because we're going to find out how the rest of our winner is going to be on Sunday night. That's it. Whether we're going to even have anything to talk about this Carolina game. Or if it's going to be all hands on deck about how we're going to lose to get Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, you know, or whoever, or whoever else, God forbid, God forbid, Levis just absolutely, you know, just descends and just what that we're not even going to think about that. So that's that's all there is to it, and and we'll see we'll see how it goes. I mean, if nothing else, that the Jags are seem to be not as in sync as a lot of people thought they would be uh, nearly halfway into the season. So that doesn't mean much because there's no better cure to your woes as an NFL team than playing the Titans, um, as we see every fucking year, whether that be the Texans losing nine in a row and then beating us, the Buccaneers losing four in a row and then beating us, or you know, who, the Jets, their first home win in 70 years, 
they win against us. So, I mean, listen, the, the, the crazier things have happened, but um, I'm just happy to see Levis and, and Lawrence. They seem like they're going to – that that could be a potential real, like, you know, oh, Eddie Boyd, yeah, Ray Lewis. Type. Yeah, yeah, I know, but, you know, they're the two, like, pretty – Pretty blonde boys in the AFC South, right? Well, um, I ain't calling Trevor Lawrence. He looks like a big toe to me. William Levis. Well, you know what I mean. Whatever. Lawrence, don't, don't disrespect Will Levis. Well, I yeah. put him in the category for that, that big Will, toe. Will Levis is definitely a better-looking male than Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think Trevor this Lawrence would have to be. come down to. We're talking about how handsome our rookie <laughs> quarterback is. I'll give yeah. Trevor Lawrence the best looking. Uh, if a guy was a chick, he, he'd be the best looking chick of all of them. That's about all he's going to get. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so we'll, we'll see how things go. I mean, again, I don't want Vrabel here. I've said it a zillion times. So nothing's going to change there. That would be the only lose-lose here is that. You know, if we win, even though our playoff hopes are still going to be somewhat alive, that's going to mean less less heat off of Rabel's back. Because I, there's genuinely guys, and I know some people hate me for saying it. There's nothing that Rabel could do that could get me back on his train. It, it, there's the last month has just been an abysmal freaking series of events for him, and I'm done. What so, if we won out and won the division? No, it would be in spite of him. It wasn't be. It wouldn't be because of him, guys. Come on, we lost fucking. 99 in the last 103, and now all of a sudden, if we went on a run, so the the, the, the losing streak isn't Vrabel's fault, but best believe if we went on a fucking nine-game winning streak, there would be people screaming from the rooftops, we told you he's the best coach. We told you. Get out I'm not, of here. I'm, I'm not out on the Vrabel train, so I think he's a great coach. It's, it's just he's he's been hurt, hampered by injuries and a depleted oh, roster. But that's violin he, out. Listen, you can get that violin. That conversation was a podcast ago. I'm over that conversation. You brought up a very important point when you started talking. This the offensive line. If he can, if we can protect Will Levis in this game. Obviously, we could possibly do some damage like we did against the Atlanta Falcons. So the the Titans just obviously signed a uh, guard at, out of uh, out of um, the Carolina Panthers, Calvin Throd. Oh man, the Throd- Panthers! Yeah, I know. A guard but from the Panthers, he must I, be great. I did a little research on him. He was really he 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 specialized really in pass block in college. He was his pass block grade was a ninety one. Run block was an eighty. So I mean, suppose we had five hundred snaps this year. He's got one penalty. If if he be he is that guy, we could plug him in at left guard and put your boy Skaronski. Yeah, put Skaronski. Listen, Jared. because because you know why we have shop right uh, employees sitting at the uh, offensive line right now. That's why I'm saying Fucking plug this guy in at left. Three. Put plug this guy in at left guard. Put your boy Skaronski at left if you want to see it so bad. Because obviously Dilliard and um, uh, Bray Dunes is not doing it right now. And another person we've, I've been seeing all week on Twitter with Jim White and everybody posting um, videos is Jalen Duncan. I talked about him coming out in the draft. Um, Daniel Jeremiah said he could be a diamond in the rough. He looks pretty quick on his feet. You guys <laughs> laugh what you want. Credit. I give you credit. I'm trying to be optimistic right now. I'm trying to be optimistic right now. I'm trying to put the oh, best God. five guys on the line right now. I don't know who it is. I give you credit, Jared. You're, you're, I try, you man. Be, I try. You might be one of the most optimistic. I feel like they could, an asteroid could be crashing towards Earth. You'd be like, guys, it's all right. It's just going to miss us. We'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. New Jersey's I genuinely, New Jersey's see, I genuinely think, I think, I think Mike Rabel would coming be coming right at us, dude. It's going to hit me in the face. <laughs> I think, 
I think Mike Bra Mike Vrabel would be a better use to the Titans at left tackle than he would as a head coach. Probably. I'm not kidding. I'm Probably genuinely not there. kidding. He still throws around there. some of these fucking guys on our team. It's pretty sad, actually. If you watch the tape, you know, some of the times yeah, he'll I mean, go he's up. he's a solid, what, like 6'5", probably 250 at least? My friend my yeah. friend met him at Boston College because you know, he went up there for a, a game because his buddy, his buddy's son was there. He said he saw a very ball on the sidelines two years ago. He said his hands go down to his knees. He goes, his arms are ginormous. Well, so, Lord nor- knows – I want no part of Rabel if I've ever if I receive in buff. <laughs> my God. Oh my God. Anyway, would you, I'm telling you, um, would you fight Rabel, Sal, if it meant him getting what? fired? No. If it meant him getting fired. If it meant him getting fired. No. He, would I fight a six five guy that played in the NFL? If it meant him getting fired, if he approached you he was like, yo, Sal, I see you talking all that shit. Let's square up. Oh <laughs> uh, no. After I can <laughs> after I beat your ass, I'll quit. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'll, I, I'll deal with Mike Vrabel before I'll get my ass kicked by Mike Vrabel. Now, Marvin, you throw Marvin Harrison Jr. In the now mix. we're talking. Maybe I'll let him beat the now shit out talking. of me. I let him beat the shit out of all three of us for Marvin Harrison Jr. Speak for yourself. I would, I would all. Oh, yeah, no, Jared wants to tackle Marvin Harrison. <laughs> Oh, we did get, you saw you saw that poll that we put up. So everybody, sixty-seven percent of the people wanted Marvin yeah, Harrison. Who so, said that? Well, I'm just saying. Although, listen. although I saw something interesting today. Speaking of our boy, not to throw a wrench in our potential draft plans, but should and this is a hypothetical because I don't think they'll do it. The Bears are probably going to get the number one pick because Carolina is awful. Should Justin Fields look competent the rest of the season and they want to move forward with him? They can get Carolina's pick at one, take Marvin Harrison Jr., have Marvin Harrison Jr., DJ Moore, Cole Komet, Darnell Mooney, and then with their pick, which will probably be five or six, go get one of those perennial offensive tackles if they believe in Caleb Williams. I mean, uh, Justin Fields. They would take Marvin Harrison Jr. first and then take one of the tackles with their own pick, which would be interesting. Let's hope they Listen, keep losing. You could you could talk to that on Adam uh, Rank's podcast here on a sick podcast, and like all of a sudden it turned into a Bears podcast. We, we want them to you know want them to win, but I'm gonna tell you, I brought up Adam Rank. All these fans that you guys are listening, and all you guys, you all owe Adam Rank an apology because he picked us with four wins. I don't even see us getting to four wins right yeah, now. Yeah, we also thought so, the Bears going to be like ten and. Well, seven, he, that was, so. he's a he was a homer, and, and listen, we thought I, I thought we were going to win ten games. You guys hey, got nine. Hey, you see that we right now? We were going to finish the season six and three. No, no, no. That's see, you keep yep, yep, bringing yep. that up. Yeah, yep, yep, yeah, yep. yeah. That is possible. Yeah. I didn't Sammy, say we were gonna do it. Sammy pulled a clip. Oh god. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't have that. Yeah, yeah, no. The clip we're gonna pull is me talking shit about Rainbow again, so they can blast all over Twitter, so I can get fucking death threats again. Thanks, guys. Anyway, um. So That'd be good on. content, Sal. We would march. Yeah, up well, and down the, yeah, we right. would march up and down the turnpike for you. It was oh, great. I, it was awesome content. Sending uh, the report to uh, Twitter saying uh, my my life's in danger. So that was, I, I should have record screen recorded that uh, that exchange. But I want to uh, ask you yeah. guys before you even turn to something. I want to ask you put your five people that you would want the rest of the way on the offensive line. I really genuinely want to know this from both of you. All right, I'll start with it'll with be, the, with the new guy that just came here. Okay, so it'll be Skaronski at left. Okay, then. The new guy at left guard. Oh, you like that idea now? 
Sure, why the fuck not? <laughs> Everyone else is a fucking asshole. And then, uh, oh, I gotta pick what? Brewer at center? I guess. And then <laughs> NPF? Or no, he's out for the year. Fuck. I, I don't even know. Who's been playing right guard? Radunes? Radunes? Brunskill. No, no, no. Radunes. Try Radunes at right guard. Brunskill's then... fine. And then right tackle. I don't fucking know, man. It's a shit. It's a crapshoot. It's just a crapshoot. Man. It, there's nowhere. There's no positives right now besides Skaronsky. And we can't even tell if he's really that good. Honestly, we can't. Shout out Peroni, though, by the way. No this, shout out say, this offensive line is brought to you by Peroni. This podcast <laughs> is also brought to you by Peroni. If you're going to drink, drink Italian. <laughs> um, so my offensive line is I'm going to put Radunes at left tackle. I'm going to put Skaronsky at left guard. I'm going to put Brewer in center. I'm going to put Brunskill on right guard. I'm going to put Jared's boyfriend, our six-round pick, Jalen Duncan, at right tackle, boom! I think I just solved the problem. There it is. Clip it. See, Let's tag Vrabel. See, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go somewhat with South. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Skaronsky with the natural position at left tackle. I'm gonna go with this new guy that we got over here from Carolina. See what he has. Anybody even know? Calvin. Calvin. I think his name Thra- was like Thur- Thurman. Thurman. Martin or something like that. I don't know. Thurman Merman. He's a, he's a guard. Like I said, pass block is 91 Rope in college. Even? Is that what you said? Put him, put him there. He's a big body, 6'5", 317. Kind of reminds me of like a Roger Staffold style body. Then I would a little shift over now. Brunskill, I would put him at center. Okay? Then I would come over and I would put Ray Dunes at right guard. And I would either put Duncan or I would keep uh, Huppert at right tackle. Just, just on the way. Just, just to short things any up. Worse. It can't. They should just have a, every fucking play. They rotate. All right. Next, we got Radunes at center. We're going to put Brunskill at right guard. We're going to have Skaronsky at right. Next play. All right, Skaronsky, you're at center. Like, that's what they should do until, uh, until it works. Because, I mean, it's so bad. We literally thought it couldn't get worse last year. And at, it's at best just as bad. At best. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's the lab point where I think we're, we're wondering what, what, if Dennis Daly's like uh, up at night thinking about it. Could it be worth giving him a, a call? How about, De- how about Dennis Daly? How about Dennis Kelly? He played one game for the Jets this year. I don't know what if he's still on the team or what. He can't be worse than fucking Dillard. Oh, God. Oh, my God. We somehow had the worst left tackle on the planet last year on our team and somehow found the second worst left tackle on the planet for this year's <laughs> fucking team. Yeah, it's, what it's, are the odds of that? It's mind-boggling. Taking a shot Ooh. on a guy like that and paying yeah. him $30 million. It, it, it's, $30 million. Imagine we'll be, we'll, a $30 million turnstile in the city. Imagine that. Fucking We're able to get rid of him after this year. We can get out of that. Yeah, deal. I think I think yeah, it's a ten million dollar cap hit, a ten oh, million great. or seven million dollar cap hit. Great, but that's besides the point. Let's get into uh, let's get into game picks over here since it's uh, getting to be that time almost. Yeah, uh, gotta, what what, gotta, what yeah. do you guys what do you guys uh, see how this uh, plays out in uh, Duval this weekend? Yeah, man. Um, I hate picking us to lose, but I've basically been on record. 
the last few shows saying I hope we lose. So I'm going to say we dropped this one 27 to 17. Wow, 17 points. Sheesh. That's like scoring 17-point prediction is like. Yeah, damn, two touchdowns. Or, yeah. or was it uh, or was it four? Who knows? It might be five field goals and a safety for all I know. Five field goals and a safety. That sounds more likely, actually. <laughs> That's the sad part. Genuinely, it sounds more likely. Um, and the safety will just be. They'll take they'll take a knee yeah. in the end zone. Yeah, they'll run yeah, out the back of the end step zone. out of bounds sure. in the end zone. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go uh I'm gonna go 24 13 uh Jaguars. Um I think Levis has another performance that shows us that he's the guy. It's just uh nothing else around him is gonna be uh good enough to win on either side of the ball. So yeah, 27-13 Jags, and that will solidify us as a full tank. And at that point, I'm hoping we throw Malik Willis back in there, honestly. And it would be, like, shocking, but, I mean, if, it, if the O-line really is this, this bad, and we see a, one more performance of Levis that's like, okay, he, he has it. He can sling it. It's just historically bad O line, and we don't want to see him get murdered. I mean, it's not going to happen, but you know, I just, like Vince said, we got to do everything right by this kid, and this O line is going to get him absolutely blown to smithereens. So we'll see. I'm going to do the total opposite because I don't want to agree with you guys over here, and I think they're going to pull the un- inevitable in Duval, and it's just going to screw everything up for us. I think they're Again, Nick Folk's going to redeem himself, like I've been saying for a couple podcasts now. I think we went 23 to 20. Nick Folk game went 23. 23. Holy shit. 23. Jaguars is, is struggling. In the is that a defensive touchdown in there, uh, Jared? Uh, you know what? We'll say it's a defensive touchdown because you know what? They, they had a defensive touchdown last year. Who? Huh? Who the hell's taking it? Who's taking one of the house? On our let, let, let's do a let's do a strip sack by Jeffrey Simmons and Dr. Gibby takes it back to the uh for six. A lot of people coming to your boys' defense on Twitter, Gibbons, when we're yeah. talking about uh Vrabel developing players. Yeah, I mean, kids. off the top of my head, everyone's saying Amari Ho- like you, Sal, Amari Hooker, and and um, they can't even say his Amari name right. Amari Hooker, yeah, whatever, whatever the hell it is. Good. Nobody knows yeah. his name. Yeah. Where did he go to college? Impress me, people. Iowa. Well, but um, all right. Har- Harold Landry is another one who just like quietly oh, had four, four sacks in the last four oh, games too. Oh, That's another one. And like off Jared, the top of my head, Tier Tart, there's a ton of them. I'm out, Jared. Tart, Philadelphia Finest. Are you going to sit here, Jared, with a straight face, with a straight face, and tell me that Harold Landry has been an impactful defensive player this year? Is that what you're going to say? He has four sacks in the last four games. Who gives up? You remember any of them besides the one against the fucking John or whoever it was, like week two? You remember yeah. any of his sacks? He ate, he ate against the Falcons too. Well, you can't eat. You, you yeah, because it's the truth. Stop. Oh my god! Okay. I do want to see. I want to see Gibbons more. Uh, Gibbons, yeah. and I want to see Caleb Murphy more. Somebody though. said David Long Jr. I oh my god! These these defenders are even worse than Tannehill. He's, he's doing good in, in, with the Dolphins right now. Doing very good. Better than he did in Tennessee. What does that tell you? He was good oh. in Tennessee. He was None great against – yeah, great against uh, – the. Well, he's better, better than he did here from what I've seen. 
better than I've said he was doing here. I mean, that training, I think the training staff might be uh, a little bit more responsible for a lot of the injuries than we thought maybe. We joked about it. I know me specifically. I talked about it last year. Sal talked about it not too long ago on Twitter. Our training staff might need a complete overhaul as well because you're seeing players who couldn't stay on the field here to save their lives playing, you know, at a very high level every week, i.e., you know, David Long. So AJ Brown. AJ Brown, yep. Stop, please. I'm headed to Philly after this. Gonna be about be around a bunch of these South Philly degenerates who are gonna AJ Brown, Kevin Byer, dude. So thus, thus the Peroni. There you go. <laughs> uh, we got to wrap up tonight. Before we do, let's give a quick shout out to our great sponsors over at DraftKings. Can you believe we're this deep into the NFL season? We got to make every second count with DraftKings Sportsbook. You can make the most out of every game day. Bet on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting five on any matchup. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use code 6Sports. New customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on the NFL. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook. With code six sports, the crown is yours. That's it. A little more enthusiasm next time, Jared, but not oh, too bad. You, look, look at you speaking in the mic. Not too bad. Hey, it's my turn, motherfuckers. Just, just, We're going to bet with our heads. We're not going to bet over it. We want to be responsible. We don't want to be paying our bookies with our, our student loan money. You know, that things like that have happened in the past. We don't want to be stealing hubcaps or stealing chromies. Or looking for scrap metal to put on these. Take uh, your mortgage away. Then your wife yeah, yeah, you. exactly. Not that I've ever done that. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, we want to bet responsibly and, um, you know, bet whoever uh, is on the Jags defensive line to record at least one sack this Sunday. <laughs> yeah, definitely do that. Lock of the week. Definitely. Yeah. Lock of the yeah, week. Definitely, definitely. And then uh, also you can take a bet on the prop bet that Mike Vrabel's hands will be on his knees during Sunday's game versus the Jags. Uh, there might that's be gonna be, that should have been a good Halloween costume for us this year. We all could have been a different version of Vrabel. Yeah, one with our hands on, on our knees, the other one where he's like this. Yeah. And then one with just a confused look. Yeah. Yeah. And then with the fuck with his fucking aviators on, like he's looking like the most obvious undercover cop ever. I know. Oh my god. (laughs) Looking like he's ready to go to a fucking VFW. All right. Um, listen, we're gonna wrap up for tonight, guys. Uh, thanks everyone for joining in. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, share the show with your friends. So we can keep giving you the best Titans content we can. And um, that's going to wrap it up for tonight. So I hope everyone enjoys the rest of their night and they have a good rest of their day and week. And we will catch you on Sunday after the Jags game. So tighten on up. And Sammy, you can send us out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast, Talking Titans, on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Google Play and Apple Podcasts.